all things Aussie hoops and NBL fantasy. Three blokes catching up over a can of three. So many things that we cannot wait to see. Do we like cheese and Pinot now that Wetzel chose to go? Or with a sieve and some Frenchman, can the pretzel raise his dough? The defending champ signed Dalavadova. Mo Harvey's still the next star, but will he supernova? There are makers and hunters and cooks for the kings, but will it end up in championship rings? Harvey's floating around again. He'll be picking rolling with Big Juke Reef and two blokes named Froling. We love Big Wilder Thrills and Kai Soto from the Fills and Big Zim on the rim with Machado feeding him with a bullet spear force with Sobe and Tyrell. When the law's headed west, only time will tell. So without further ado, we're back for MBL 22. G'day listeners, you're back with Benny and Boydie, the basketball blokes, dribbling all things Aussie hoops and NBL fantasy. And this week, we or this edition, we are Banksy-less, Benny. That's it, mate. So uh, Banksy's obviously spending some time away. He's out of ISO, mm-hmm. so that that's good yep. for him. But uh, it's all too soon, mate. I didn't expect you to talk to this <laughs> this soon. So um, no, any been, more yeah, any yeah. more Canberra Coffee reviews? Uh, no, no, not at this stage. Not at this um, stage? Just, just working hard, actually, last couple of days, which is a bit of a bummer. Um, but what a big 48 hours it has been in NBL and NBL fantasy, I guess yeah. you could say. Yeah, it is crazy. Um, thankfully, uh, Banksy having been in isolation, it is good that he's been able to get away. So this mm-hmm. podcast we've got here, look, it might go for 10 minutes, and I mm-hmm. will have spent way too much time on this for it be, to be listened to by about 100 people. But mm-hmm. um, sometimes it's worth it, right? I agree. I think it is definitely worth it. Um, and as we are back again this week, I, th- I think it's special. We've got a bit of a special guest, friend of the pod. Replacement of Banksy. Appearance. Yes, first appearance last week. And he goes by the name <laughs> Justin. Whoa. That's right. Justin's back. And, I mean, is he more qualified than Banksy? He's a part owner of the Memphis oh. Grizzlies after it all. And I'd say no. <laughs> and just uh, it's just occurred to me, Banksy missing out on this one. He's probably loving this, right? Because mm. it's another pod where he is leading the rankings, still first in the universe, and we have to get to talk about him again. What do you think about this, JT? See your true colors shining through. Speaking of Banksy, there is actually an update with his team since our last podcast, as he now leads by twenty-two points, twenty-two points, as you would say. That's right. So FanHub actually went post-lockout and corrected the scores and adjusted all the league matches. So we are not yet sure if that's had an impact on the pricing, if they've managed to correct that at all. That's a bit hard to tell. But speaking of 22 and NBL 22, it keeps coming up with the same old problem, doesn't it, JT? Failing to plan is planning to fail. It's time for the Schedulizer. 
Yes, unfortunately, with all the news that's been dropping today, we're left with just the one single game this week, Brisbane versus NZ. Such a big build-up for the uh, schedule as a drop there, just for, for the one game. But, uh, yeah, we did have um, Ruby on the Discord chat say that the Adelaide Club email said that they'd had some players that are in isolation, hence the late cancellation for them games. And, of course, ScoMo saying, where there's smoke, there's fire. A few more cases mm-hmm. in Perth, mate. That's it. Ten, apparently, according to uh, a tweet we saw there from one of the media people over there, Steph Bambergartel. And um, with all this taken into account, I will have, before trades, a grand total of zero players. <laughs> How you looking, mate? Uh, well, I've got I've got one. I've got the bullfrog at present. I think that's it. Hey, that's not too bad. So, what we thought we'd do first is try and give everyone the lay of the land because that obviously sounds deplorable. Something we're not used to in having zero and one players to start the week. But I don't think it's too bad of a thing. So we put the poll out on Twitter. Where can they find us on Twitter, Boyd? Uh, at bball underscore blokes on of Twitter. Of course. And we asked, with just the Bullets and Breakers playing, how many are you starting in your fantasy lineup before trades? And we had zero with uh, just shy of 30%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one with 31. So most teams have Almost just 30. the one player. Yep, uh, 23% for two players. And only 15% of the competition have three or more uh, players uh, heading into the round. So um, what is your thinking on this? I, so you've got one. Ideally, how many players are you targeting and do you think coaches out there should be targeting? I am going to try and bring in two more. Um, unfortunately, I don't have the luxury of maybe skipping uh, that this week and maybe just relying on two to get the job done and just you know take a loss of 30 points. I'm sitting a little bit behind at the moment. So... I think my ideal strategy is to grab the two. I was actually thinking of one anyway, so it's just a matter of changing one trade or making the second trade to be another NZ or Brisbane player. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of thought a bit long-term, like they're both players that I'm bringing in. One was Franks, so he was coming in anyway. If Brisbane were playing, Franks was coming in. Um, I like him. I think he's undervalued still. I think he's got space to move up still. I think he's definitely going to get playing time and score Mm -hmm. well. Um, and the other one I think at the moment is going to be Yanni, um, sure. just because I liked him. I had him a couple of weeks ago, but had to drop him just because um, when they had a zero, I think it was. And um, yeah, I wouldn't have, I didn't want to do that, but I just had to. So I think I'm just going to grab him back again. Um, and then they're sort of guys that I'll probably hold on to for a long time. Obviously, New Zealand at this stage has the double next week. Mm-hmm. Brisbane only the single, but there's plenty of makeup games for them. I know they've been. I think they've missed three now. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. You know, maybe if there's a bit of a reshuffle in the next couple of weeks, they wanted to do it pretty quickly, according to um, the league a couple of weeks ago or a couple of days yeah. ago. So um, yeah. Who sort of knows so. where that all where that all stands at the moment? I guess you draw some well, comfort from having those guys that are really potentially forty five plus average guys um, from here yeah. on out. So, yeah, and also, I mean, I mean, it sounds like it's going through the league. Mm-hmm. And if they've all got it now, I think it takes some time before they can get it again. So I would think it if would it, yeah. be play on um, and all guns blazing, you know, a la 
NBL Cup style, possibly. Yeah. Um, and I reckon your number there of aiming for three is perfect. Uh, obviously, the main reason for that is we said that 30% of our respondents said they're starting with zero. So they can't yep. actually get Absolutely. to three, even if they tried. Yep. So think of it, I would be thinking about if you're looking at your side and you've got zero or one, you really want to look at bringing a couple more in. But if, you are one of, if you've got two to start or three, you should really be taking advantage of this, not necessarily looking at um, just this short term, but yep. um, you're already at an advantage over 30% of our respondents. <laughs> you know, so uh, yeah, think about that. Think about the, the the playing field as it stands as a whole, and yeah. uh, don't go too crazy in getting that's, four or five in. Yeah, and that's what I'm. I was just about to say. Like the risk at the moment in this environment is you get too many. Um, if you if you're going in with too many, and then a one of these, you know, couple of weeks, you know, like say Sam Close Phoenix contacts. haven't had a game yeah. for two rounds now. Um, you know, you you might stuff yourself. Um, I know uh, all of us were kind of a bit worried and we're still, well, I'm still a little bit worried because I've got, I think it was four Perth guys at the moment and four JJs I think I've got. Yeah. Um, so it, it was going to leave me pretty stuffed this week. Well, it's still kind of, oh, it hasn't now, as it turns out. The one game's kind of saved me. I think I was going to have yeah. to play someone um, or a couple on the, the what might have been a zero because um, it didn't look like. That, that Perth Adelaide game would go ahead. That was originally rescheduled for later for next week, and mm-hmm. as it's come to fruition, it hasn't. It's not going to get played at all. So, yeah. um, I think in this environment, it's hard to go too heavy on a team. Yeah. So I would be thinking if you're one of those people with three plus, um, future plan. Yeah, I'd be future planning. Um, I mean, you could really take advantage and get it. Hopefully, you know, hope maybe score yourself a round win. Um, but. I think I wouldn't be leaving myself too, even though I like those two teams going forward schedule-wise by the looks of it. NZ, I've got the double next week as as it is at the moment. And Brisbane has got only a single, but they've got those catch-up games. So there's a possibility that maybe they get a double in the next couple of weeks, if that. So Yeah, um, and shortly we'll talk about the players uh, specifically as well. But um, some more, like, like you said there, it's actually been a pretty good result, I think, just having the one game. Um, yep. This round is not going to now have that significant impact on fantasy. We're not going to have Adelaide on the double. That was really skewing things potentially if you had Adelaide on the double and most of the teams missing out. Um, if you had were lucky enough to have an Adelaide player potentially as in a captain option, you know, it could have really been a significant round where big swings were going to happen. That's not going to happen now. And yep. apart and looking at the top ten, for example, um, the amount of players they have: uh, one, two, one, zero. Two one zero zero two zero. That's mm-hmm. not just one big number. That's individually what they have. So um, not binary code is it? No, it's not binary either. Two's in there. So um, <laughs> we're not going to see too much change. But it's sort of how are we going to approach this now? And this is where we're going to look next. So I mean, we've done a podcast a couple of days ago, and we did get a question, which uh, the answer would definitely have changed. Now it's from Ruby, and she did ask uh, if I traded one out this week, should it be? McVeigh or Magne. Um, what do you think about it, JT? Okay, so Ruby obviously uh, 
they can both go now, <laughs> McVeigh and Magnay. So, uh, but something we didn't pick up on, this is Rubianne, coach of the McValentines, mm-hmm. asking about cutting her boy McVeigh. What is the world coming to, mate? Well, it's pretty crazy. It's COVID crazy. Um, yeah, it was a pretty big thing, I think, for her to pull that one out. Um, yeah, maybe she just needed our permission, and and we've now given that to her, so um, at least that she can blame us if uh, if if uh, she's having any guilt. But I mean, to be honest, that I get Ruby sitting in the top fifty overall, so maybe that's what it takes. It just shows you you need that you need that cutthroat attitude for for getting the wins and winning, getting as high up as you can in fantasy. Well, um, that's it. Sometimes you've got to let you, and I'm probably one that's at, that you know, maybe uses some personal bias sometimes and liking a player up and over another player sort of thing. So sometimes you've got to be, uh, you've got to be brutal. All right. So let's look at these potential trade candidates from New Zealand and Brisbane because there's some that I have personal biases to as well. Um, we'll start with New Zealand. Um, how do you see the, the guard rotation there going? Uh, Jeremiah, the Bullfrog, Martin, uh, Chasson, Randall, Chasen, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Beamer, um, McDowell White, uh, at their price points, who do you like the best out of those? All the same position. I think they're all big. They're, they're all big question marks to me. Yeah. Um, I really don't have much faith in the Bullfrog, but I've kind of got to play him. Yep, you're hopeful. Uh, because if that's how it goes. Um, yep. And I'm look, I'm hopefully at Cord's game out. I think he was the best of the three last game. He was. But, you know, uh, Randall's had a couple of weeks to gel with the team and, and practice and all that sort of thing. Um, he looked good. I know a few people were off him straight away or weren't happy with how he performed in that first game. But I think he, he all the signs to me suggest that he's going to be a good player um, and good for fantasy, I think, too. Um, so I'd have the faith, but Bullfrog looked much better in that six-man positions uh, for rot- in the rotation. So hopefully mm-hmm. they do that again with him. Um, yeah, and with Chasson and Beamer, look, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be hedging my bets too many, or too much on either of the three. To be brutally yeah. honest, I, yeah. I just have to because I've got one. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, uh, th- how things have turned out, I, I, my plan originally, like a couple of weeks ago, was for the Bullfrog to be croaked. But um, yeah. Yeah, it just didn't pan out that way. I just didn't have the ability to do it, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, well, we're certainly not doing it now, mate. So, no. um, yeah, I think as someone who doesn't have either of them, I'd, I'd be most interested in Jeremiah Martin. I don't really – this is this is the thing with these guys from New Zealand and Brisbane. If we can bring in players then it go up in value, that's the other benefit. No one else yep. is changing price. So um, no, Randall's, Randall's probably going to potentially, after that poor score, could drop yeah, a bit further. Yep, unless he pops out with a 50 or something. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, finish off New Zealand. So there's two big men, um, which we vary on. Oh, you've, you've mentioned that you really like Yanni. I'm the same. Uh, do like Yanni a lot. And it's whether I've got a decision whether or not I'm going to pay up for Wetzel, which I can do. Well, what do you think about Delaney? Banksy on the group chat has said that uh, Finn scares him. Yep. Does he scare you? What are your thoughts on Delaney? At his price, almost bottoming out now, sub sub a million after starting in, I think it was 1.3 or something tempting, like that. So, it's mm. tempting. And he's, look, he's, what's his high score so far this year? I don't have any in front of About 38 or something like that, I think. Yeah, it's not, not, not that great, like, but he has been a bit of a fantasy stud at times previously. So have we lost that fantasy studness? I'm going to invent a word. 
Yeah, look, it is it is very bizarre that mm-hmm. I th- I'm fairly certain he plays more minutes than anyone else in the entire competition. Yeah. Um, we've seen gradual progress for him each year. Significant more opportunity this year with Rob Lowe getting sweet FA minutes, to be honest. Yep. Um, really strange. Yeah. Who? Uh, yeah. So look, I'm. He's a tough go- one. He's going to be a risk reward, I think. Yeah. Um, Let's have a look at ownership. Eventually. Let's have a look at ownership. Owned by five percent of the oh, competition. Yeah, so, yep. so that uh, that's the other thing I like about him as well. So, um, we'll move on to Brisbane though. Um, Sobi. Too expensive? Don't think so. What's he? What's his ownership? Uh, let's have a look. I know he's. Uh, if I saw it by price, I know we'd be up the top. One point <laughs> four six million. Yep. At. Holy hell! Eighteen percent ownership. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. So Lots of people dropped off. There. Maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, I um, I like him. And look, you know what Sobs is like. He's he's <laughs> personal he's, grudge. He was the one I was thinking of. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, but you no, know, he's he's well, so he's good, but he's he's upset us a few times in in fantasy in the fantasy world. Um, but he's another one like Finn, like, but he hasn't been that bad this year though, has he? he oh, he had the game where he was crook. He was um yeah. really questionable. He had a seventeen. He got perfed. But apart from that, his lowest game is thirty six. Yeah, 36. so he's still putting up the numbers. I think yeah. he's going to keep doing that. He's he's kind of the man there still, um, or at least has his has the ball in his hands a lot. Um, but, but even it, like, you don't think that there's better options? Like, I let's think there's compa- better let's, options for like sure. Like, if you're going, if we can, let's compare directly at point guard to those New Zealand guys. If you have the money, are you, yep. in general, getting paying one point oh five for Bullfrog, or are you paying one point four three for for Sobi? I'm paying. I'm paying for the Bullfrog or Chasson. Yep. If you want to have a bit of a punt, yeah. Um, over Sobi for sure. I agree. Cool. Um, I think that's that's an easy decision to make. I think, but if I had Sobi in my team, I wouldn't be, you know, rushing to get rid of him. <laughs> yes, you can't be doing that this week. <laughs> no, certainly not. Someone that I rushed to get out of my team a couple of weeks oh. ago was Lamar Patterson. Mm-hmm. Um, just really good usage and really poor efficiency. But you were disappointed in him, is what you said on the group chat, I think. Yeah. So. Would you go there as a non-owner if you were in that $1.1 million range? Would you? No, if you I could don't get think in, so. Don't think so? Don't think so, no. Well, compare him to the next man who you can also afford for that $1.1, Tyrell Harrison. Would you go oh. Tyrell over Lamar? Well, he disappointed me. See, I brought Tyrell in that round a couple of rounds ago, and then he was straight out. He had one him. good game. That's it. He had the one good game. I was like, oh, he's looking good here. So I brought him in that where I needed the big, the big in Brisbane, and I think he had like a 12 or something. Nine. 16 maybe. Nine, was it? <laughs> he oh. got Perth for a nine. Then he had oh, 41 sorry. against the Hawks. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Personal bias? But, yeah, pers- my personal bias is coming in there, I think. Yeah, so, and this is this is the thing. Um, but if you loaded, if you loaded, if you got, already got Franks, you already got Yanni, you already got one of the, maybe the NZ3 guys, then maybe Tyrell's, you know, yeah. right up your alley this week. Okay, so but even so, Frank's is your number one pick. Yep. All things, um, yep. 
over Tyrell, even compared to the price. So that's that's a good little segue, because I'm going to talk about my trades and where I'm sitting at at the moment, and hopefully that will help you with your process out there if you tune into this one. So setting out from this, I've got zero. I want to bring in two players from New Zealand and Brisbane. That's my first rule. All right, so, but we're playing one game, and then we get another two trades. So it's like, all right, how can I plan these four trades? The good thing about this is there's only going to be two teams with price adjustments, and it's very unlikely that you're going to be trading out any Brisbane or um, New Zealand players next week if you bring them in. So you can literally work out to the dollar what, or to the rounded dollar, what what you can do with these four trades, and that's how I'm looking at it. It's a four-trade package for me. My yep. biggest problems, you don't have it, is the Zunich problem, and mm-hmm. I also have McVeigh, who I'd like to fix, mm-hmm. and I'd also like to do another upgrade with whatever cash I have left over for my fourth trade. So... At the moment, uh, McVeigh and Cotton go this week, and I'm getting Delaney and Tyrell over Yanni and Finn, uh, over Yanni and Franks purely because of what that can do for me next week. Mm-hmm. And so that'll get me Zunich to Jalen Adams next week, and I'll have enough money to go either Magne or Majuk up to Cheese or Wreath, depending on what happens with schedule. Or I can even do Rowdy to McCall with the money that I've got left over. So um, lots of flexibility. Fixes all the problems that I want to do. It does not look as good as having Franks and Yanni there. But I'm hopeful that these guys can have some continued upside. So um, you are in your own unique position where you still have actually looked forward to your trades next week and you're still looking pretty good. Do you want to let everyone know you're getting obviously the two big boys this week? How are you yep. looking for next week? Yeah, look, I think I'm Yarny and Franks this week. Um, and then my trades next week will look something like McCarran down two, a Jalen Adams maybe. Yep. Um, regard, yep. Yeah, or... Yeah, look, the, the Josh Adams, Tassie, Jack Jumpers situation is the one I've got to keep my eye on because he did work, go off late in their last game. <clears throat> so if that's a, a longer-term injury, we haven't had any news about that one. Unfortunately, Dr. Boyd is not is not um, getting any calls returned at working. present to clubs. That's a comment. Um, unfortunately, uh, I, I've even said I've an ex, I'm, I'm actually an expert in COVID. Um, that still hasn't got me anywhere with the clubs at present, Dr. Boyd. So, um, okay. So, um, <laughs> um, no, so, um, yeah, I'll have to play that card out. But it looks like if I have, if I go McCarran down to someone like Jalen Adams, I'll have about 400k to play with. So, oh, nice. So, you, you can have got you, the flexibility to go Magne or McVeigh or someone to some, to someone, a definite upgrade or yeah. even a job. Yeah, or cool. I've also got Frazier from Perth who I brought in a couple of weeks ago as a little bit of a, Sneaky, and it actually did worked out okay because I think he had a 41 in that game where he played. Yeah, he's all um, so Beautiful. maybe I'll use him. I don't really know. I haven't, I haven't made up my mind yet. That's cool. Um, I'll have options based on the schedule. I've got flexibility. I think Macca will go, so at least his price stays at the, I think it's 1.25 or something along those lines. So, yeah. Yep. So just wanted to get to that. Think about your trades for next week, and if you even if you don't go to the point of working them out, cash in the bank is not a bad thing for this week. Correct. I think it's a really good option for flexibility. So, um, but look, you can trade. You, they're not none of no one's price is going to change apart from Brisbane yeah, and Brisbane. New Zealand. So you can work it out 
um, take the time before the game kicks off and uh, see what you can do. All right, boys. I like it. As always, we are on Twitter at Beeble underscore blokes, on Facebook, Basketball Blokes, and the number one source of MBL fantasy information, www.basketballblokes.com. I'll leave it with you, Benny. All right. And as a thanks, we leave our final message to our special guest, Justin, for all those coaches out there that are looking at their teams, feeling a bit down and feeling like they've had a bit of bad luck, what do you have to say to them? 